This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. Taiwan's Central Epidemic Command Center announced 16 confirmed cases of COVID-19 on Monday, all of them imported. But the number of COVID cases among a karate team representing Taiwan in Kazakhstan is edging up. The team of 22 returned just before the weekend, and so far, 12 of the athletes have tested positive. Bing Wang has the details. Taiwan's national karate team returned home on the 24th with three medals, one silver and two bronze. But they also brought back something much less welcome with them. At least half of the athletes on the team tested positive for COVID-19 upon entering Taiwan. Now the entire team must stay in a government center for their 14-day quarantine and await further testing. Dozens of athletes from the same competition were infected. They included members from Taiwan, Thailand, Japan, and Hong Kong. Back here in Taiwan, there are concerns that athletes could be infected with the more contagious strains of the virus. The sole domestic case this weekend was an unvaccinated Taiwanese person. The good news is that the test results indicated that he contracted the virus a while ago and poses little threat to the community. Taiwan's National Immigration Agency also announced that under the Carefree COVID-19 vaccination program, they have vaccinated more than 30,000 people who have overstayed their visas. So far, Taiwan has fully vaccinated 67% of the population, with around 80% receiving at least one dose. And with cases at near zero level in recent weeks, coupled with strict quarantine measures for international travelers, people in Taiwan are hopeful they can enjoy the upcoming Lunar New Year free of COVID concerns. Damon Lin and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan has pledged 500,000 US dollars in aid and has sent two aircraft with release supplies to help the Philippines recover from Typhoon Rai. The tropical storm battered central and southern provinces last week, killing at least 375 people and affecting millions more. Our reporter Pichi Trang has the story. The Philippine Air Force posted photos on its Facebook of a Taiwanese military transport aircraft bearing the national flag. The aircraft carrying disaster relief supplies arrived at an airbase in Cebu on Christmas Day. The Philippine envoy to Taiwan also expressed his gratitude. Super Typhoon Rai pummeled the central and southern parts of the country in mid-December. The trail of destruction brought flooding and knockout power, telecommunications, and water supplies. At least 375 people were killed, hundreds more were injured, and 60 remain missing. About 4 million people were affected in total. One island that was especially hard hit was the surfing paradise of Shagao. The United Nations and its NGO partners have launched an appeal for 107 million U.S. dollars to help survivors of the typhoon. Alex Chen and Pichu Zhang for Taiwan Plus. A facial recognition technology used by police in Taiwan has been temporarily suspended after it emerged officers used the system to guess the age of a woman reporting a crime. 
The incident occurred in Xinxing District in Taiwan's southern city of Kaohsiung. Officers believed the woman looked like a celebrity, so made bets on her age. The police department said they will revise regulations for the system and mandate that it is only used for procedures relevant to maintaining public order. Rights groups globally have expressed concerns about the infringement of privacy with facial recognition technology. Taiwan Railways Administration has launched its newest intercity express service. Using brand new trains from Japanese manufacturer Hitachi, the service travels between New Taipei and Taitung on Taiwan's east coast in around four hours. The trains offer 40% more seats than other services on a route, including a business class carriage for the first time. The new trains also come installed with additional safety features designed to ease passenger concerns after two major crashes on the East Coast Line in the past four years. A one-way ticket will cost just under 30 U.S. dollars. Scientists in Taiwan believe they may have discovered early warning signs of when an earthquake is going to happen. The Central Weather Bureau, which is overseeing an upgrade to Taiwan's earthquake monitoring and warning system, said it was optimistic about the discovery. A research team at National Central University has been studying earthquakes on the island's east coast for nearly 30 years. They found abnormal seismic activity 15 to 20 days prior to three significant earthquakes that affected the eastern county of Hualien this year. Three members of the K-pop boy band BTS are now confirmed with COVID-19. The three tested positive on their return to South Korea after performing concerts in the U.S. It was the band's first overseas tour since 2019. The three members who tested positive were all fully vaccinated. The group's management said they're experiencing mild to no symptoms and are now isolating at home. The end of the year 2021 is just around the corner. We now bring you a special segment with Erica Liu, who looks back on Taiwan's challenging year and the people who made it more manageable. Taiwan's Olympians picked up 12 medals in Tokyo, more than at any other Olympics, and charming everyone watching from home. With a steady hand, Health Minister Chen Shizhong guided Taiwan through its worst outbreak of COVID-19 to date. And his trusty mascot, Zong Tsai, did her part too. Our fighter pilots worked around the clock to keep the nation safe, and President Tsai Ing-wen stood strong in the face of threats from China. But this year, more than anything, it was the ordinary people doing extraordinary tasks who won our hearts, like the medical staff keeping us safe and vaccinated, and everyone who masked up and got their jabs. This year, you were our heroes too. In 2021, we were fortunate enough to meet some of these heroes, and today we want you to hear them speak too. Taiwan is one of the most queer-friendly countries in Asia, having made great strides in LGBT rights in the last few years. But the transgender community is often left behind. This year has seen signs of progress, though, thanks to brave transgender citizens like Wu Yuxuan, who took the government to court. Rick Glart reports on her case. Wu is suing the government because it won't let her change her identification documents to reflect her gender without undergoing surgery. It's a situation, she says, contravenes her right to privacy and causes problems in everyday life. 
if you go to some place that may need your ident uh, that, that may need your ID, then they may ask, and, and why you are um, uh, why your identity says that you are male, but you looks like a you look like female? Uh, are you uh, using the other people's ID like that? Before she heads into the hearing, a vote of confidence from her grandfather. And authorities require people who want to change their gender marker on official documents to undergo both a mental health assessment and gender reassignment surgery. Human rights groups are trying to change that. Yeah, because we believe that the, um, everybody enjoy the right to um, to obtain the identification in line with their um, gender identity. Um, that's a basic human right and guaranteed by our constitution. Imagine the pressures of creating a vaccine to fight COVID-19 in the midst of an outbreak. Well, Charles Chen, the CEO of Taiwanese pharmaceutical company Medigen, did just that. When the Medigen vaccine was released in Taiwan for emergency use before passing phase three clinical trials, Chen defied critics and championed its safety. Here's why. Due to the, the very unique Taiwan situation, which is that we have no problem here. So because we have very, very low incident rate, Therefore, there's no possibility to do this phase three trial. So people should understand this is our luck instead of our problem, right? But now when you look at the data today, especially the one I said that we published in Lancet, people should feel more confident. As I keep saying all the time, that data actually is the best evidence to let people get a confidence. Since our interview with CEO Charles Chen, the Medigen vaccine has passed phase three trials. She's the hacktivist turned minister that used technology to help beat back Taiwan's COVID outbreak. Audrey Tang has also become a poster woman for Taiwan's unique brand of democracy and recently represented the country at Joe Biden's inaugural Summit for Democracy. She told Taiwan Plus Zinkovat why we need digital public spaces. Well, I believe that democracies around the world are now seeing uh, what Taiwan have seen in 2016 when we classify for the first time the investment in digital public infrastructure mm. as public infrastructure. Prior to that, infrastructure money and budget were allocated mostly for concrete things like buildings made out of concrete. Uh, mm. But actually, after that, we now know the digital equivalent of museums, of public libraries, of town halls, of university campuses, and so on, are every bit as worth investing as their concrete uh, counterparts. For if we do not invest in the digital commons, the citizens in a democracy will be kind of forced to take their democratic conversations in the digital equivalent of the entertainment sector. And that will lead to more, I guess, polarization uh, and a less legitimacy of democracy itself because it will amplify the more antisocial parts of democratic discourse rather than the pro-social parts. That was Audrey Tang, one of our heroes of the year, in a special hosted by Erica Liu. Remember to download the Taiwan Plus app and stay tuned all this week as we celebrate some of our favorite moments of 2021. Well, here's one of my favorite moments in our winter so far. It was a white Christmas for Taiwan's Jane Mountain with a sprinkling of snow and flurries over the weekend. Taiwan's highest peak was tipped white by Monday morning as a continental cold front sent temperatures dropping around the country. Two showers in the early hours brought a light blanket of snow half a centimeter thick, enough to cover the Yushan weather station at an elevation of 3,800 meters. 
Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.